Hi, Goal, everyone. My name is Kishore Chandra, and uh, this is Chit Chat. And uh, we'll get started in just a moment. Myself and Joe Jagannath, we come on here every evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we talk about spiritual topics, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Things get really funny sometimes. <laughs> these, I feel like these last few episodes, We've been laughing a lot in, in, in a good way. Uh, welcome everyone. Mani Blue Skies, Shyam, Jagadish Hari, Geneva, Shahana. Welcome everyone. We're going to get started in just a moment. Jay Jagannath is here, and so he'll just sign on now. Indulika Devi, Craig Bowl, PB Chat. Welcome. Welcome, Kavi. Hadi. Hadi. Sorry for all the explosions. No worries. <laughs> Jagadish Hadi wants to know if you got a new phone or not. I didn't. I'm likely to go tomorrow. We didn't go to the city today. It's like a, it's like a journey. Yeah. I feel like I live in like a village right now. <laughs> So the, the goal, do anything, is like taking a, a day's journey to do anything. Yeah, that's kind of how I am right now as well. I'm like in this closed off urbanization thing and like to go anywhere, you need a car and you have to drive like half an hour, 40 minutes, something like right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll be going tomorrow. We didn't really go today out, so. That's Sorry. okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll go until the phone allows us to go. <laughs> we left off, discussed, we were, I guess, going to look at the Agraha a little bit more today. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> One of the major saboteurs of bhakti is not su sufficiently applying the rules that are meant for where you're at. Mm. Um, Incidentally, the other day, one of my one of my roommate's girlfriends, she's in the, living nearby. She's new to like Krishna consciousness and bhakti and yoga and all these things. So she asked me, "Why are there so many rules?" Mm. And she's like, "In religion in general, but also in bhakti, there's just like so many rules." And I don't know if she read the Nectar of Devotion, but I was like, "Girl, you don't even know half of it." <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, and she, her, her instinct informed her, or I guess, cultural upbringing informed her that the reason for so many rules is it's a scare tactic of religion to mm. get you to follow. Um, and she just thought it wasn't spiritual to have so many rules. Mm. So I had to break it down to her. I said, well, the basic reason for the rules is to create boundaries for um, the, the soul and the human species mm. because um, if we don't have proper boundaries then our senses if allowed to explore or to act according to their own whims then we'll end up degrading our soul and that's mm. just a very practical fact of the situation so the rules as uncomfortable as they may be for a mind that wants to act whimsically the mm. rules provide um, yeah, a boundary. It's like a, a boundary, a safe mm. to keep you uh, at least at a bare minimum 
in terms of your ideals and spiritual life and allows you to move forward from there. Mm. It was just like when we were kids, you know, um, okay, sorry to bring this up, but there's a very big difference between how people of color raise their kids and how people raise their kids. This is very true. <laughs> yes. At least in my lived experience, in my lived experience, it was like that. And I just remember like being in like places, unfamiliar places as a young child, maybe a toddler, maybe a little bit older. And my mom being like, don't move from this location. Like, don't move. <laughs> and if I like even ventured off like a couple of steps, she would give that look, you know, the look that says, I'm gonna whoop your ass when we get home, look. <laughs> and it was like, I was checked. Now I see like, I see some parents with, um, like these leashes they have like real leashes for their yeah <laughs> and I, I remember the oh first time recall seeing that is at an airport where a parent she had like our actual leash and i was laughing i was like my mom didn't need a leash she had a glance that was yeah and well the reason for it is because if i went off wondering by myself as a toddler i would put myself in many precarious situations mm. and, and perhaps even life-threatening situations Mm. My mom had to create a boundary for me because I didn't have the developed intelligence to create the boundaries for myself. And the same way when we're deeply entrenched in the body concept of life, rules help to provide a boundary for us until we develop the intelligence required in our own story. Oh, no. I think it's I think it's beginning early today, Jai. Oh no. Oh no. Life. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? Oh no. It already started. <laughs> You're cutting out, Jaya. Okay, he's he's coming. He's coming. We'll 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 deal with this technological issue. <laughs> uh, uh, he'll get a new phone <laughs> very soon. Everyone, he's com he's coming back right now. <laughs> okay, he's coming. <laughs> I don't know if you can use the laptop for Instagram Live. That's a good question. Are you back? I don't know. Am I? Yeah, you are. You're good. All right. Okay, you make your point just so we can at least have two points. <laughs> at least, at least two points. Well, no. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I really like the image that you gave yesterday of like the safety net. You know, because I think that a lot of the times when you hear like the four regulative principles and the rules and this and etc., like someone coming from perhaps a secular life will not will will find it. You know. Um, I don't know, what's the word, like uh, controlling or like why or why so many rules like this. And personally, I remember like when I really started at the beginning, at the beginning when I, I, I really started like embracing the four regs, it made me feel very safe, actually. Like it made me feel very, very safe. It made me feel like the world is crazy. And I already know that from my own experiences, like my own personal experiences outside of my devotional life. It's, you know what I'm saying? 
I know the world is crazy and like some effed up shit can happen to you. If, if you like take one wrong step, if you get in one wrong cab, you know, if like you like go hang out with like the wrong crowd or something like this, it's like, it's really, I mean, I've been getting more paranoid these days. I, think I really need to keep my mind in check. Cause I'm just like, remember when I told you, like when I first got here and my, all my family was like, you better watch out. You know, you have to like look behind you at all times. Yeah. And, and I kind of feel like, I mean, like that's for real because like in any Latin American country, like it's kind of like that, unfortunately, especially at night, you have to be a little bit like this. And I think like just in general, like in material life in general, like the moment that you kind of uh, stop thinking that Maya is a problem, you know, you're going to get messed up. I remember, I remember once, I can't remember who it was, but I remember once, maybe it was like Kishore Gopal. I think it was like everyone. It was like Kishore Gopal. Maybe you were there. Maybe Amuna Bihari was there like this. We were in the ashram and I remember, I remember like proclaiming one day, like, I'm fine. Like, I have my senses controlled. Everything's great. Like, da, 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 da. And everyone was like, uh, you better not be challenging Maya like that. Like, you better be careful because, um, you make a proclamation like that, you know, you're going to get tested. And I was like, no, 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 I'm great. Like, I'm great. And of course, you know, you get tested like this. But I think that safety, because obviously, so at the beginning, I felt that safety of just like, wow, this is really for my own good. This is really for my own safety. But of course, like after a couple of years, it's like, uh, you know, the rules, the regulations, like it starts, it's used, like yesterday we were talking about the seesawing, right? Like the seesawing between the Niyama Agraha and the Niyama Agraha and going between like holding on really tightly to the rules and regulations and then that, I don't know, not working for you for some reason. And then you go over to the other side where you're letting loose of the rules and regulations and then you do the seesaw thing. And I feel like when you're in the seesaw, I can't remember who it was. Someone yesterday brought up a really nice comment about this. Oh no, Jaya, Jaya's phone is just jacked, everyone. It's not working. Okay, I want to see. Let's look at the comments. Yeah, you can't do the stories on the Insta laptop version. Is this a social experiment? <laughs> Send you anyway. Who's <laughs> making crack up? Uh, let me get Jai a new phone. Yeah, well, Jai is going to get a new phone tomorrow. He just has to make the trek. Every, everyone's just talking about how they're going to get new, wait, new wait, phones. Wait. Can you hear me? Kind of, yeah. Wait. I am getting a new phone tomorrow, but I will be accepting donations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jagadish Shetty saying, what's your PayPal link? Let's sponsor him. Jai. Well, anyway, just to, I can hear you now. Just to sum up, just to sum up my point, I guess it's like, I guess we have to keep that at the forefront of our minds. Like when we start to feel like it's too much or like there's so many rules and regulations, like we just have to keep it at the forefront of our mind that it's for our own good, you know? And I think that anyone who has been in the movement long enough to have fallen flat on their face in, in spiritual life, to have made blunders like this, like you really realize like, wow, this, this Krishna conscious society is for my own good, you know? And like, I've been being, I've been, I've been, I've been brainwashed because the last point that I was going to make was that in secular society, it's really hard to come, I think, not hard, but, you know, I can understand people's challenges when you're coming from a secular society, 
that's telling you that unchecked life and like licentiousness and like, you know, just going crazy all the time is what is good, you know, like spend as much money as you can, amass as much wealth as you can, enjoy your senses as much as you possibly can, just do everything to excess. So when you're coming from something like that, and then you're coming to Krishna consciousness, which is like, actually, here are all these rules that you have to follow. I can totally understand like the, uh, you know, the like, what? Why do I have to follow these rules? This seems like, you know, this seems crazy. However, I think in any, whether it be Krishna consciousness or any spiritual practice, like you really do understand, you really do start to understand the need of boundaries, you know, and that they're there to help you. They're there to help you. Yeah. Like, oh, Madhava, yeah. Yeah. That's like all of us, Madhavapuri. That's like, yeah. Flirt is an understatement. <laughs> more like, more like embrace. <laughs> and then French kiss. <laughs> oh my god. The thing is when when you have love, there's no need for rules. Because your love governs everything like a dystopic government. <laughs> That's oh probably god. not the best analogy to give. But when you have if you see the love that the residents of Brudge have for Krishna, for example. Yeah, that love governs their every thought, their speech, their behavior, their acts, their quality. Everything is governed by that love. And I guess what happens in the secular world is that people think that they can just like be loving. There's like a lot of phrases like this where just you just have to love others. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, one of our God sisters, she shared this thing the other day where it was like a quote from Jesus, the first two commandments, like the, 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 the most important ones. No. I was about to make a really good point. <laughs> okay, I think it's, I think it's back again. It's, it's good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. It's so good. It's like Go for it. Um, this is going to be a really good point. Anyway, Jesus, I guess, said that you should love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. That was the first commandment. And the second commandment was to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Something to mm. that, I think. And so knowing this particular god sister's political predilection i just put a comment on her thread saying that well this seems really hard because what if your neighbor is donald trump mm. and the reason i put it is to say that we we do have a tendency to share these sort of like positive statements because we do need a lot more positive thinking in our life and i think mm. it's important that more positive content that uplifts the mental state and not burden it with the um, destructive nature of the material world. At mm. the same time, um, we don't always, maybe we don't always articulate ourselves in like the most realistic fashion. So we'll say yeah. things like you just love others, not really realizing the implication of what that means. Like if you have to really love your neighbor like you love yourself, you got to really rise above ego. Like yeah. what if your neighbor 
is Donald Trump, for example. He is our neighbor. He's our American neighbor. He's our neighbor. How am I supposed to love him unless I really rise above my ego, which includes, you know, my political affinities and includes my attachments to maybe race and sexuality and different things. If I don't rise above ego, how can I love anyone mm. in this world, much less God? And mm. so I think what Bhakti tradition philosophically does very well is to say that bhakti is a potency of the spiritual domain. And so it's not like you can just be loving when you feel like it. You can mm. be when you feel like it. And conversely, you can be a bee when you feel like it because <laughs> other side of your nicety is being, you know, a bee. That's just the other side of it. So we, we exist, we're moved by the waves of duality. Yeah. And so our so-called love, let's say love with a lowercase L, is just what I've referred to it before on this channel as duality. Mm. So love is intrinsically related to hate. And so you can shift, you can be as loving, uh, you can, let me say it this way, you can be as hateful as you can be loving easily. And you can easily switch from one to the other. But yep. in the position, we say that love is a spiritual potency. It belongs to the domain of Krishna as part of the spiritual domain. And that potency is a gift conferred upon you. Mm. It is not just habit. And so bhakti yoga as a practice is to prepare one's heart for receiving the gift of love. Mm. You know, then you can give. But if you haven't received it, you can't really give anything more than duality love. Mm. Be nice. You can have some good qualities that are part of the modes of material nature. But it's mm. not the love spiritual domain. So mm. sadhana bhakti is literally for preparing the heart for the recept reception of that gift, of that transcendental potency. And love, the non-dual love, is beyond ego. So, I, yeah, I think part of, um, well, yeah, I, we, we, we kind of think well, that we can just be loving. Yeah. Therefore, we tend to downplay the necessity of the rules. Because it's really all about love and it's all about the heart. Like I said yesterday, when Christian sees his devotees talking about like that, knowing that they ain't on the platform, he's like, tells the Pujari, can you hold my flu? I got a slap in my throat. <laughs> you know, you just kind of get a realistic picture of where you're at. You're not really loving yet. That's the that's yeah. platform that you're saying. It's humbling to think that, and I even saying it, I know it can come as um, like harsh or uncomfortable. But it is, let's be real. I know the person that I love the most in this world, I don't love them very well, but I love them the most is me. <laughs> That's just a fact. I've brought this up before in Chit Chat. It's an ontological, and it, like, can't escape that. Yes. And because I think I'm my body, I have that ego. So my love is very much ego-informed. I mm. put myself for others. I think more about myself than I think about anyone else in the world, including God. And Sadhana Bhakti is really about shifting that. So, and the rules are so important in that context. Mm. Yeah. I like what Sanjeevani Radha is saying, that non-dual love is a big ask when we can't even respect everyone. Yeah, so non-dual yeah. love or un unconditional love 
I think it's really, I, I think you've summed it up really perfectly, actually. That it's like, we have this tendency to perhaps um, over, what's the word, like, um, just like think that we, like you're saying, I'm just, I'm just kind of summarizing what you're saying because I think you've just summed it up very nicely. That if I don't do the sadhana bhakti, the rules and regulations, then I am not preparing myself for real, non-dual, unconditional love that is being bestowed upon me through that sadhana bhakti. And therefore, there's no question that I can give that or, you know, be a purporter of that or like solve society's problems, you know, like this. And so, but I, but not, but, and, and I think it's also really difficult because like I said, again, at the beginning, like we do live in a society that has kind of like watered down the meaning of words in, in a very big way, like really, really a, a huge way through the media, through technology, through the way that people have relationships, you know, like this, like words have very much lost their meaning, in my opinion. And like, you know, the word love is thrown around like, like nothing, like it costs nothing, you know, and it, it's actually a very valuable thing, you know, and it, it's the most valuable thing we are taught. And so for me to just be kind of engaging in like my own definitions of what lover? Okay, you know I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be a B. I'm not gonna be a B. But I will say if you really if you really want to see, don't go there. Don't go there. But I'm just gonna tell you because I've been there and it it's it's ridiculous. Like in New York and I'm sure in big cities, like there's this whole yes Jagadish Hari Michel Foucault. <laughs> um, so you know there's like the whole there was the free love movement of the 60s and the 70s and like if you go to like these. Bushwick, Brooklyn, kind of like hippy dippy parties where it's just like everything is love and peace and you know like this and new agey crap. It's really it's really a sight to see everyone. I don't suggest you go because it will disgust you for sure, but it's just like what is this nonsense? Like when you step into like I remember when I was having like my very big turn towards Krishna consciousness, like that's how I was feeling. Like when I was in those spaces, I was like this is nonsense, you know? Like this is actual like unsubstantial, like no, no substance. There's no substance to this. It's just like I, people are just throwing around words and throwing around words like revolution and radical and love and freedom and open. And the, it's just throwing around words. Sorry for being judgy. This is my experience. And I really had this experience of like, this all seems really like a facade. Like it all just seems like fake. And it does come off as really harsh because, you know, I, because if we are not, if we don't do the sadhana bhakti, essentially, it is a facade, you know, as much as, as much as I have the, the, I don't know, I'm convincing myself that it's real. No, I really do. You know, I really do love you or this or that or whatever. I really like this. Like if I haven't done the work to purify my heart, then it really is actually a facade. And that, is really painful you know like i'm sure we've all been through it and you realize like oh crap like i'm in a i've been duped you know i've been duped by maya or i'm like living a lie or i'm in some sort of like facade like this are you there i agree am i you're kind you're kind of you're kind of present you're, you're kind of there you're there 
I think. Um, my phone is having it. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's getting too yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot to say on that, that point that you're making, just words being empty. I guess kind of like our hearts at the present moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think... Empty. Empty. I think your phone has had it, unfortunately. <laughs> so why don't we start on this point tomorrow? Um, Sorry, guys. It's okay. Let's start on this point tomorrow. Uh, emptiness of, of words, emptiness of heart. Oof, God, intense points. So uh, we got 24 minutes of chit-chat in, all good. And we'll continue tomorrow. And no big deal. Put something icy on the back. Oh, I like what Indulakis Davy is saying. Words are just noise if we don't have the true knowledge. Empty shell, empty words. Oof, yes. Yes, all these comments are wonderful. Okay, everyone, so let's continue tomorrow at 6. New phone tomorrow. Fingers crossed. And... We'll see. So hi, Bowl, everyone. Thank you for joining. Thank you for putting up with our technological difficulties. And there's, there's soon will be a solution. So thank you all, everyone. And uh, we'll be here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern.